time for the Brit and the Bumpkin. It's time for the Brit and the Bumpkin. Norm's from England and no one cares. Jack's from America, like that's rare. Here they are nonetheless. Roll Tide! Hello listeners and welcome to the Brit and the Bumpkin podcast. My name is Norm Quarrington and I am the Brit. My name is Jack Coleman and I am the Bumpkin. This is, once again, the introductory portion of the podcast. We're just going to tell you what's coming up and stuff. And, uh, yeah, we hope you like the show. Our guest today is Chris Milner. He's from a different country to the one that Jack is from, but not from a different country to the one that I am from. He's a limey, wanker, <laughs> get Brit, if he, you will. Yeah, he's not. I mean, we can say that when he's not here to defend himself. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about some fun stuff. And we're going to introduce Jack to drum and bass and tell him about... Alan Partridge and stuff like that. Yeah, to be honest with you, we actually already recorded it and then... Lies. <laughs> lies and deceit. If you haven't liked us on Facebook yet, please do that. And visit the website. Please visit the website, thebritinthebumpkin.com. And subscribe. Wait, what's the website? Britinthebumpkin.co.uk? Thebritinthebumpkin.com. Thebritinthebumpkin.com. Just type it into Google. Stuff will come up. Yeah, it'll come up. Yeah. Uh, follow, me on, follow me on Twitter, at NormanQ. Anyways, here is uh, Chris Milner. He's a very funny comedian. You can catch him all over DC. He's got a show, Specific Ignorance. It's kind of like a UK talk show. It's like a panel show, yeah. yeah people, good. people answer questions and then they make fun of each other and then everyone gets really drunk and it's really good fun. Yep. And that's all for us from Montreal. Yeah. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to the Brit and the Bumpkin. My name is Norman Quarrington and I am the Brit. My name is Jack Coleman and I am the Bumpkin. Today the show is actually called the Brit, the Brit and the Bumpkin because our very special guest is a fellow Brit and his name is Chris Milner. Say hello, Chris Milner. Hello, Chris Milner. This is going to be fun. This is the other first non-American guest we've had. To be fair, we've only had three other guests, but um, yeah, this is going to be good. You're the first international person apart from myself on the podcast. So. You're worried that people aren't going to be able to tell who's talking and you're just going to sound like a schizophrenic. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. No, you can tell the difference. You're posh and he's like... I'm scum. Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he is a little bit, isn't he? <laughs> I'm, I'm, a little bit, I'm a bit rough around the edges. I'll try and hide like it. we should talk the opposite. But. Yeah. Um, Chris, do you want to tell us uh, how long you've been doing stand-up comedy for? Stand-up since November... 2011 very like i like how you remember the exact month i do it was a quiet month yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> november's always are do you want to tell us like how did you end up in uh like how you ended up in in the states um <clears throat> not really also <laughs> yeah don't bother but the slurping you can hear is 
is yeah. Chris Milner being a real British person yeah. and drinking tea. Not, not, not any tea either. Like proper English tea. Proper Yorkshire tea. We're recording this in my apartment, not Jack's apartment. Obviously, that's why we have tea. And yeah. so I was great. able... You've got hobnobs. I have tea too. I yeah, get but, high on my own supply. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I, I had a go at the girl at work today because she was like, I've got my tea with my cream in it. I was like, get the fuck out. Oh dear, that's not on, is it? Wait, what do you... You can't have cream in tea. No, you can't what do you put, put cream in tea? In just milk, man. Milk? milk? Any mm-hmm. sweet? Yeah. yeah, you can put sweet and stuff in it. Yeah. Like cream. But me and Chris, we're sweet enough, mate. <laughs> I'm not. I take two sugar. Yeah. <laughs> I, only put, I put a little bit of honey in it. Jack's drinking uh, tr- drinking a beer. And it's not just any beer. It's Miller Lite. Miller Lite, baby. Yeah. True American. Yeah. All right, so... Champagne of beers. Champagne. From Alabama. <laughs> the, yeah. That was the first illegal beer I bought right there. <laughs> Miller Lite in a bottle. Do go on. That's what's up. Ele- but yeah, illegal. That means you were probably like... You, you 16, were, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, you were 20, probably. <laughs> no, like 16. No, for me, for me and Chris being yeah. 16, that was... You should have been a hard It was a good fake ID. Yeah. Age 16 in England, you should have already had liver damage mm-hmm. and, like, lost at least one wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, what do you think of the uh, DC comedy scene? Would you say you perform more in the DC scene strictly or would you like branch out and say DMV the like DC Maryland and Virginia scene I would say DC uh, because it's um, it's good enough to say that now yeah you know you used to have to say DMV because there weren't there weren't as many mics really Mm. you'd have to go to Virginia or um, Maryland to do time but that was when I started and then all of a sudden it became amazing and now you don't need to go anywhere and there's shows on your doorstep and they're all well attended and because I came up with all the people that run them, I can just get on any time I want. It's yeah, great. it's pretty <laughs> yeah. brilliant. You just turn up, yeah. just be like, "Hello, I remember when you were shit." They're like, oh, "You too." Me and Jack get mugged off at every opportunity, showing up. Like, yeah, that's it. true. Yeah, no, not really. Um, yeah, so Chris has been doing stand up in DC for a lot longer than Jack and myself. We've been doing it for about what a year, a year, yeah, maybe a, just over a year. That's the best time when 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 you know everything's new and fresh and exciting mm-hmm. then it gets stale and sad so have you seen some <laughs> <laughs> so you must have seen some cool cool people come and go crash and burn yeah f- fly too close to the sun yeah you forget you honestly you do you really it, that's the one thing about i think comedy is like i remember when i'd only been doing it a year and you look at the sort of people that you were uh, you know, you're looking up to and sort of are getting the good stage time and who you think are great comedians. And then you realise after you've learned a bit that at they weren't that good. And uh, and then it's just like, oh, you're actually better than you thought you are. And then other people are looking up at you like you're better than you realise. And, uh, you know, you've seen like, especially more recently with Sean's shows, you've got great comics coming through and just hanging out with us now. You don't have to name names. I'm not going to name any names. But if you want to, you can. Uh, no, but no, okay. You don't have to name. Don't have to tell us about people who aren't as good. But you should pull, like to talk to us about who you think are like your favorite comedians. They don't have to be people who are currently in the DC scene, but that would be cool. But well, anyone, one of my favorite comedians of all time was a DC comedian um, and left and is being very successful in LA now. Uh, and that's Rory, Rory Scovel. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like I think one of my sort of comedy idols. Every set I've ever watched of his has just blown my mind and made me think, oh, I'm, I'm really terrible. <laughs> I get that. I don't watch anyone really. <laughs> it's the same. Like there was, I was telling you that time that I got bumped from Draft House. I remember the date. It was Christmas Eve, two thousand and twelve, because 
Andy Haynes and Hampton Yunt came back into town and bumped me. And I was like, fuck them. <laughs> and then I watched them. I was like, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? Do you remember that? Do you only remember that because it was Christmas Eve? Or do you remember it because of... Do you think I you remember, remember because that? of the pain of the bump. Yeah. About this, the shock and the, 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 the feeling of inadequacy and wondering how I was going to get back from Virginia. Because <laughs> <laughs> that becomes immediately the concern. As soon as you get bumped, yeah. it's like, oh, right, shit, now I've just got to get home. How did you get back? I can't remember. Yeah. We <laughs> just walked in yeah. the snow, just sort of wishing I was better at comedy. Oh, wait, but yeah. Well, that's, I don't know. I don't think, well, that's what we, we, we were kind of talking about this earlier. Just because you get bumped doesn't mean you're not good. Sometimes there's just a, a system in place whereby they want everyone. Okay, sometimes if you are consistently terrible, you you will be getting bumped a lot, <laughs> but yeah. sometimes if you get bumped, it's just because they need you know they want to switch it around a little bit. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That is definitely something you should tell yourself. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I think that's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> I've, I that's hope a it's very true. Positive thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good mantra. What about um like <laughs> co- like com- I like people who you've looked up to in terms of, in the comedy world who are not just like just in general not just from the dc scene just like any like legendary comics that you've looked up to or kind of shaped the way you mm. perform well i i'm notorious for not watching comedy i i i've never i do the same thing i don't watch um specials i don't watch i don't like, me neither you know, i don't like it nerd. yeah you know i don't like crave watching everyone and analyzing it and figuring out why they're funny and whatever i just don't i never was into it and uh so I don't think, um, I mean, like, you know, listening to people before you even start doing comedy, like listening to Eddie Murphy's Raw or mm-hmm. Delirious or some Bill Hicks or Mitch Hedberg, like those were great people that I enjoyed listening to before I even considered doing stand-up. So mm-hmm. like they're good influences, I think. But at the same time, you know, just when you started doing it, I didn't want because there was a huge fear. I had this huge fear of watching someone do material that I'd come up with myself I have the exact same thing where yeah. like I didn't want to it's like a Schrodinger's yeah. cat kind of thing like I don't want to watch stand up <laughs> because if I don't hear them say it then I can if I think of it then it do you know what I mean and I'm like, like you don't want to get called out for being a plagiarist which is like the worst thing yeah you gotta google your, I google all you know? my jokes and um, bad. do you google your jokes to see how well they're doing or- <laughs> 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 you got google <laughs> analytics <laughs> just watching it oh it spiked there <laughs> yeah that was my big fear um because I remember Gabe, uh, Gabe Zucker, who's a comedian that used to be here, went to New York, has subsequently retired from comedy, and was was a great guy, and was one of the sort of original people in the scene when I started. First mic I ever did, I saw him do a joke that I knew is something very similar to Bill Hicks, and I didn't understand like comedy etiquette. And normally, like now. I'd be more tactful about pointing out that someone's material is similar to something else and they might want to check it out because it's sort of a a horrible thing to say to someone because you're basically saying, hey, are you a cheater or not? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, and he didn't know. He was like, oh, fuck. And then he watched it and was like, oh, yeah, you're right. I was like, that's a a horrible thing. Because imagine if you've worked for ages on a bit and you think it's really great and it goes out and you crush and you feel really proud of yourself and you're like finally a great bit and then someone's like oh that's word for word the same as this really famous comedian and everyone knows it so, yeah. oh, well great excellent I, yeah I'm the same I don't watch a lot of like people talk about oh did you see so and so's new special and some sometimes other comics will be like hey give me some 
comedians to watch so I can like watch and study and learn from them and I'm like but if you keep doing that you're not going to be able to be yourself and do your own thing you can't develop your own voice yeah so you're just a combination of everyone else's influence and it's hard to it's like weird to say as a comedian but I'm actually not a big fan of of stand-up comedy (laughs) I don't like I mean it's weird watching it because like I always find that if you watch a special or you watch a set online especially as a comedian you end up being a lot more critical of the set and so you'll watch it in a different way than you would if you were out in yeah, the club because it's and a lot of the time you're not going to laugh watching stuff on your laptop that you would necessarily laugh if you were there yeah because there's that social construct of yeah and i laugh at different things i laugh at like the awkward pauses yeah other things the, that make the me laugh as a things, comic yeah, yeah. and not laugh as a joke yeah you think you know how that was it like yeah. you know how the sausage is made yeah that's the sort of stuff i laugh at now like when i can't go to movies some like scary movies um, because I'll laugh and like break the moment for because people. you know too much about how. Well, no, like for example, do you know that movie uh, with Jason Bateman that was out recently? Uh, uh, wait, well, it was a scary film. No, it was kind of scary. Well, anyways, there's a part in the movie where he like sli- <laughs> you have a really low threshold for scary yeah. movies. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was scary for me. You said it was horrible. What was it bad bosses? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't that <laughs> bad bosses, <laughs> but. There was a scene where this chick was in the shower and she like, you know, like, like moved her hand across the, the shower and like, you know, I don't know. Uh, what what on the steam? Yeah, yeah. This is the steam shit. And there's a face there. And I flipped my fucking shit, flipped my shit. And everyone in the theater started laughing. And laughing at, at you. At me. Laughing. That's Flipping because you my were, yeah, shit. That's because everyone was watching horrible bosses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> freaking out yeah. in the back row. You thought you were watching the shower scene from Psycho. It's yeah. so scary. Oh, speaking of watch, fucking up at movies, I've just got a tangent here. Me and, Twi- me and David Twighty, who's a good friend comic, went to see Sicario. Oh, I heard about that. The, the Emily Blunt film, right? Well, I'd love to tell you it's but good. Like murder, about a hitman or something? I'd love to tell you it's good. Uh, this is what happened. Ah. Uh, no we went we were late he's always late right <laughs> so we get the tickets we go in we grab we're like running over we see our sicario in we go we know we're late so we sort of find our seats and we're in a bit of a tense bit we sit down and it's tense and there's a load of action and we're like fucking hell this is good and it goes on for like 20 minutes and then sicario comes over the on the scene and you're just like, wow, that was an intense opening scene to the movie. And then it's like directed by so-and-so. And then the credits roll. Yeah. So we'd walked into the later, the earlier screening of the same movie and just sat down and watched the end, watched the climax of the movie. So we realized we jumped up and we're like, fuck. So we ran out, ran to the other one that had started already and we'd missed the first half an hour so went in and watched the middle of the movie and then the end we'd already seen and we were like that was a good movie that's what they used to do completely in reverse (laughs) that's what they used to do in the old days like they used to go and they would buy a ticket to the cinema and just go into the theater whenever at whatever point and then they would stay until the credits rolled and then watch up until when they came in that's a terrible they would just do yeah I'm, i'm glad they don't really do that anymore but yeah, it was. It, I mean, I would recommend seeing it. It seemed very good. <laughs> Ending's great. Watched so, it twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that you, you still st- like. I, w- I probably would have just left and gone. Oh, fuck this. Can we go? Let's go. When we were halfway through, like when it was getting to the bit we'd seen, he was like, "Should we go back to the other one and watch the beginning?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Because <laughs> that one would have started yeah. again. Now we just was the last half an hour, the middle half an hour, <laughs> and the start. Did you ever used to do the thing? 
this is what I used to do back home all the time. I'm not sure. If you, I, you can definitely do it here where you'd buy a ticket. It's something you do when you're young because you think it's a good idea. But when you get older, you're like, I haven't got time for that shit. But you buy a ticket to one movie. And, and then, then you just go and watch a load. Yeah. And then you just go watch like three movies. Yeah. In a row. You know, like that used to happen when we had nothing to do ever and movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's before true. we could drink and didn't have enough money to yeah. really go to the shops. So. And we didn't have like internet and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we didn't have unlimited free movies. <laughs> That's not um, but yeah, but so anyway, back to comedy. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I don't like watching stand-up specials. I think that, I think that in the same way that if you so show someone a photograph of like a Van Gogh painting, you can appreciate it for what it is, but you're never going to get the truest sense of the art as though you were there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same for stand-up. Like you've got to be there in the scene, in the setting to watch it. You know be engaged have everyone else engaged it's the same with like uh music as well like if someone's like hey come over and watch the new metallica live dvd I'm like, no thanks well yeah exactly i mean why why would you prefer to do that or go to the live show yeah exactly you know i mean it's, if you, it's if the you, same yeah. same rules apply don't come don't come off so are you saying that you you wouldn't go see a comic live or you would go see a comic i live? would definitely but i prefer to see the comic live and watch their album live there them watch this oh absolutely and but then I can still enjoy an album on Netflix yeah. yeah but you enjoy it in a different way you enjoy it as sort of like a well yeah it, you enjoy it as part of a group when you're there like at a, in a dark room watching a dude but that's how comedy should be enjoyed yeah I agree rather than watching at home you're very you're, yeah you're right you're very analytical about it and you're, you're, your lights are on so you're not really involved and you end up like you end up what I find up is like you'll watch say something like like I don't know Bill Burr's special right amazing like whatever special he does is amazing it's great but you'll sit there and maybe you'll laugh like three times out loud when you're watching it on your laptop but if you were there you'd be laughing at every fucking line just because it's that you've heard you've heard that social construct about why an audience laughs right there's this like there's this subconscious fear that people don't realize you're not getting the joke and so you laugh out loud that's why when you're in a group, you're much more likely to laugh than if you're alone. Because yeah. you secretly you want everyone else to realize that you get it. But you don't realize it's all a subconscious thing. I've, I've noticed that. It's great. That it's I great. do that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, it's like, oh. It's yeah. funny because of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I've laughed at something before and then my girlfriend hasn't understood it. And then I've explained it to her. And then it's been turned out that it's not at all what the joke was. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> why so, so I was like, oh my god. Joke deconstructions. Yeah. So, the reason we got there was because I asked you. Oh. Favorite. Well, go on. Oh. Go on, Jack. Oh, do you want to. We should no. do this. You're a comedian. Correct. Well done. Tell us a joke. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the right answer. You'd be surprised by how often people are like. <laughs> oh, man. You, know, you, know, you know when someone comes up to you and says, Oh, you're a comedian, let me tell you a joke. Yeah. And you know, it's always awful. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I once met a guy who told me the funniest fucking joke. And we were so. It was at a festival in Asheville, and we were all sitting around comics. We were drunk, and this drunk biker comes up, which is like, Yo, comics, I'll tell you a joke. And we were just like, Go on then. <laughs> Make us laugh, biker. He just goes, what was it? He goes, um, why'd you get a hard on when you look in the mirror? We we're like, why? He goes, 
because even your dick nose is looking at a pussy. (laughs) 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 That's amazingly good. That was a really good joke. I'm having that. I'm going to use that as a heckler put down forever now. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. I'm using that. But yeah, so we were talking about like comedic influences. So, so you're basically saying you don't have any. No, English comedic influences, yes. Yeah, from when When growing up, Watching shows like I used to love Peter Kay. Mm-hmm. I like Peter Kay's stand-up special at the, the Bolton Albert Halls. Is yeah. like one of my favorites. And he's like that's the one where he's like roller caller. Yeah, it's the same <laughs> as every other special. Yeah, yeah. He's done <laughs> old stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Blackadder. Yeah. Uh, Alan Partridge. Yeah. Um, Do you like Peter Cook, Dudley Moore, John Cleese? Any Monty Python stuff? No, I was always a Blackadder over Monty Python. Mm, I love Blackadder too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Partridge, I loved. I saw Partridge. I saw Steve Coogan do Alan Partridge in characters at the Hammersmith Apollo. It was one was of that the when he did the things. like he did a bunch of other characters as uh, well. Yeah, as, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that was you know when like because he used to like when he won the Perry Award at Edinburgh, he was doing like you know what's his name Paul. Yeah, he's yeah. oh, is it oh the the he's like a ah god fuck yeah, I can't remember his Saxondale. name Paul yeah, is that Paul's, it yeah something like that. Paul Saxondale I think it is let me check it out like I got I got a refrigerator sitting in my front yard and my neighbour said. What's that? I said, it's a conversation piece. He goes, no, it isn't. I said, we'll stop fucking talking about it then. <laughs> it's oh. funny. It's really funny. Like He's one of the funniest people. Saxondale is a different a different uh, Steve Coogan character. Yeah. But I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't it's remember. Someone, Paul, whatever. Yeah. But, but he, yeah, it was great. He sang um, I Believe I Can Fly by R. Kelly in the voice of Alan Partridge. And it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Are you familiar with Alan Partridge, uh, Jack? Familiar with I Believe I Can Fly? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's the only connection to Alan Partridge you have then. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely true. The theme song from Space Jam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're coming out with a second one. Still the highest grossing basketball movie of all time. I didn't know that. There's not that much competition, is White there? White Man Can't Jump. Oh, the air up there. That was great. About, was what was the other one? Bacon. Wait, what was the one with the Wayne's brothers in it where he, uh, one of them dies? White girls? <laughs> no. no. One of them dies and then his ghost helps the team. <laughs> My wife and kids without me. <laughs> My wife and kids learning to live without their father. <laughs> that, was a, that was the spin-off. Angels on the court. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't know what it there, was, there was a basketball movie starring... They were an starring... Angels movie, I think. Wait. Were they? You know, Angels in the Outfield? Wait, you think the Wayne's brothers were in that? They were in an Angels movie. I, th- I swear to God, they were in an Angels The one movie. I'm talking about is a basketball film where they both play for the same team and one of them dies, has a heart attack while dunking, and then his ghost helps the team win win matches, which so is cheating. how high for basketball. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How high is that, that film with Method Man and yes. Red Man, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think I had that on DVD. <laughs> Has it got Dave Chappelle in it? No, no, Dave Chappelle's half-baked. Do you, do yeah. you know nothing? Like, you just it's like we're saying references, and you're saying the closest thing that you know that might be sort of similar to what we're talking to, about. Yeah, half-baked. And we keep like letting you get away with it. You're, you're not, none of this is making <laughs> These are this is American culture as well, Jack. There's no excuse. telling you about the fucking basketball movie. <laughs> Angels in the outfield. That's not even the same sport. Yeah, that's even the base- I know that. That's a baseball one, right? Probably. Yeah, that's, that's not the Danny one. Glover. That's not the one. That's, <laughs> I think. What's he just saying stuff? Mel Gibson, leave the weapon. What's on with Kevin Cosner where he builds a, a that's, field of dreams? Field of dreams. There we go. 
Wait, so, okay, Chris. How many podcasts are just people down. trying to remember references? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Random, a... useless. Let's just see how many movies we can name. Yeah. Wait, top three favorite Nicolas Cage films. Go. Uh, the Rock, Conair, and... Um... Those are definitely... Face Off. Yeah, oh, Face yeah. Off. I was going to Face Off. Gone 60 Seconds as well. Wait, so no one wants to say Leaving Las Vegas, Raising Arizona. Uh, he got an Oscar for that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, Magic forget Man. People forget that Nicolas Cage won Best, act- won best Actor for Leaving Las Vegas. And no one forgets that Gary Oldman has never won an Oscar. Yeah. Which is a was nominated for Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Not bothered about him. He's probably, <laughs> I, he's probably got an, his own, own made Oscar that he made out of all the pubes of supermodels yeah, that's that have true. been left in his bed over the years. Just Rihanna's, he does probably. Yeah. <laughs> he's just got one. Oscar made out of all of Rihanna's pubes. He's slowly turning into Jack Nicholson, though. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he's a look bit, yeah. Sleazy fucking picture. And every picture is he's got like a little, little hint of white powder around his nose. No, does he? No, I don't know. That was there was a famous picture that's, of Jack Nicholson where he had like that's an, slanderous. Yeah. I do not stand behind him. <laughs> Wait, so um, where where in England are you from, Chris? Uh, tell, from South London. Tell the listener, yeah, like myself, London. South, except I'm from like actually I should sound more like Norm, but he's from a little bit further out, so he enhances his accent to make him seem <laughs> like he's more from South London than he actually is. I'm from Croydon, which Croydon. technically what's what's your postcode? CR seven or something? It's CR well CR two, but I also the class system is real. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the class system in England is the same as the race system here. Yeah. It's, it's like the most potent... But how do you tell just by looking at someone? That seems oh, so difficult. Oh, you can tell. You can tell a We make it so much easier. Mm. It's by voice and by appearance. You yeah. can tell. Yeah, the, yeah definitely the voice. The yeah. There's a lot of cultural appropriation as well. A lot, yeah, too much. Yeah. Far cultural too. appropriation. White people mean? trying to be like black people. Yeah. And uh, ri- uh, posh, rich British people trying to be like Paul, yeah, Paul, and like Paul. Yeah, lower class, um, and uh, yeah, doesn't have a lot of lower class wanting to be upper class unless there's more the other way around. But you get those like, like cool. you get the people from Essex who have who are like yeah, p- scum, but they've got yeah, yeah, but they got a house in Chigwell. Yeah, exactly. Brass furnishings yeah. and everything. Like uh, Sharon and Tracy from Birds okay, of a Feather, <laughs> which was a a sitcom. Uh, from the from the nineties. Make a check. reference. You might be as close as your other one. I, I, I'm lost. Yeah, I'm lost. It's fine. We'll the other part was at least sounded like American English. Right. Birds of a American Birds of a Feather was a nineties sitcom about two sisters from Essex. Half who's, sisters. Okay, yeah, and they're who's. Oh no no wait. You got to say half sisters because one was a huge fat one with brown hair. Another was a skinny. And one was Linda Robinson, who in her day was was a very nice looking lady for an Essex girl. Yeah, (laughs) she wasn't bad. But anyway, the premise of the show is that there there was no premise of the show. It's just two fucking bins (laughs) in a house in Chigwell. But their 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 husbands both go to prison at the same time, so they have to move in together. Oh, that's right. But they're sisters, so it doesn't really. It's not really that big of a deal that they live together. They are a bit surprising that show was on for as long as it was. I found out the Golden Girls has been on for thirty years the other day. I was like, how can that? Who even came up with the idea for pitching that show? Yeah, it would just be four retired women in Florida. The thirty year run. Wait, that show was on for thirty years. Yeah. Was it? Found out. On but it's not. It's not. Sti- I don't know why you're asking me. It. It's not still on now, though, right? That's an American show, dickhead. Yes, it is an American <laughs> show. <laughs> oh wait. Speaking of specific ignorance, tell us about specific ignorance. Specific ignorance is uh, it's it's a game show that I host with comedians. Um, 
that you've been a part of and I still thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. You'll come on it soon. We'll have you on as a guest. Awesome. Um, I look forward to it. And it is every third Thursday at the Beer Baron um, under the banner of Underground Comedy with Sean Joyce. And um, what we do is we have three comedians that will pick subjects. And on the night of the show, the audience write the questions for the subjects and they try and beat the comedians at their own knowledge. And they get shots run out to them by a little Korean girl called Shelly Yeji Kim. Yeah. And everyone, <laughs> everyone, everyone gets really drunk. Everyone gets drunk. Mm-hmm. There's lots of comedy, all sorts of riffing. Comedians like doing the show because it's not regular stand up mm-hmm. and they get a chance to sort of flex their creative improv stand up muscles. It's a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. It's a fun show. It's um, re- and it's very like. You definitely have brought um, a thing that British people do very well to DC. Panel shows. Panel shows. Panel shows are great. And, and, and they never caught on here because we're talking about this because Americans can't get behind the concept of the fact that nothing is won on a yeah. panel show. That it's just that the winner gets nothing. Like the, the banter is, is Yeah, the like at midnight someone wins every time. Yeah, but even yeah, that's the closest kind of a panel like show. A prize, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah, like that's the closest it's, thing it's you guys coming, have. It's coming yeah. now, like that. Yeah, you don't have the prize, but like you know. Also, a lot of panel you shows need to win a speedboat in America, or people are mm-hmm. turning off. Yeah, uh, that's true. And a lot of it is um, people just taking the piss out of each other. And yeah, I feel like Americans aren't too keen on that. No, which is why, like, when Ricky Ricky Gervais got a lot of shit when he hosted the Golden Globe, it was amazing. Yeah, I loved what he did. What did you expect? It was probably the funniest thing he's ever done. Please don't, <laughs> please don't make fun of our precious celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it's it's yeah. They, I was when you when you sent me that thing about what's weird about America, that was going to be something I was going to mention. Oh well, we can go, we can do that now. Why why is America weird? America's weird, and I wrote it down, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. You can you can go dig into I'm it. And go, go for into it. My phone. Yeah, yeah. America's weird because I just hear people like cocking their guns listening to this podcast. What's he going to fucking say? Yeah. <laughs> America's weird. Oh, yeah. Because people seem to believe that they are born with the innate right not to be offended. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? I'm just offended. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like everyone thinks that everyone deserves self-respect. And everyone must not have their self-respect or their subjective emotions infringed upon or be offended in any way. And Christopher Hitchens said, no one has the right not to be offended. Because getting offended is such a subjective thing. You can say anything, someone somewhere is going to be offended by it. You know? And so you can't ever make everything so clean and so PC that no one is ever offended. But that seems like what America tries to do. Yeah, and there's a big, big problem of getting offended on other people's behalf. Like... Like when other people, you know, when there's something racist or something sexist, then we all get yeah, offended and Kevin, other Kevin, people. Kevin Seyfried's got a very funny joke about it where he goes, um, yeah, like uh, his mum has started uh, <laughs> getting into yeah. domestic abuse charities. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't make dad look good. <laughs> like, you know, but the point is, you know, they're getting involved in stuff that's never affected them in their entire life. And it's true. People love jumping on a bandwagon, especially in this town. Um, it seems like you've got to prescribe you've got to drink the Kool-Aid in DC if you're homophobic or bigoted or prejudiced or pro-life or anything like that you've got to be really careful about what you say and who you say it to because Mm -hmm. it seems like in this town you've got to be 
you got to you got to sign up to what what it's selling. He's definitely oh yeah. No, you definitely you can't have be a Republican in DC. Yeah, you have oh, to tailor well, you your material. You can't be a vocal or anything. You yeah, know, I think it's like you definitely just got to get along. There was the, who was that guy we saw that show we went to? There was like one dude. It was uh, Nick DePaolo. Yes, who was? Oh yeah, Nick DePaolo. I don't think the I don't think the DC crowd was super into him. No, I think yeah, he made he could be weird. Well, I mean, he's got his fans, he's got his fan base, and does very well, but it is not a DC crowd that is his fan base. Yeah, like, that's what I mean, you, you really say, have to... You can't say faggot six times in the He said opening, it a lot, didn't he? In the yeah. opening minute of your set, uh-huh. and expect to keep people on the side, <laughs> well, and he was, unless you're really good. And he was calling people faggots for, for, not, not, for not laughing at his jokes. <laughs> <laughs> for not laughing at the fact that he oh, said faggot, man. he was calling people... Yeah. Faggots. We were loving it. It was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me- <laughs> yeah, you fucking fags. <laughs> we were creasing up, man. But yeah. Cheap seats at the back. Speaking of Kevin Seafried, I actually saw him earlier today uh, in, Bethes- in Bethesda. My mic's going a bit funny. Excuse me, guys. Yeah, I saw him in Bethesda. He said hello. He was a nice dude. I think he was at work. That is a boring story. Yeah. But he works at Luke's Lobster. Don't, don't give away people's private lives. You I'll just, I'll just tell, edit this. Tell bit. everyone who fucking Batman is. I'll just edit this bit out. Yeah, Wait. Put in, he works at. <laughs> <laughs> he works at. Doobs Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> he works at someone's lobster. Mm. Um, what we were just talking about. Yeah, that's what's weird about America. And phrases. This is the other thing that really annoyed me. Phrases like on accident. Yeah, on accident. 10 of 8. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's wrong with on accident? It doesn't make it's sense. By it's by accident. Yeah. No, on accident. And then another thing, another thing. Well, justify why that makes grammatical sense if you do something on accident. It was on accident. I don't know. But don't how understand. are you using accident? As a verb or as a noun? I mean, I guess you're using it as a noun, right? It's the object of the preposition. So it's sort of like what you've done is you've sort of thought, well, the opposite is on purpose. So we'll just say on accident. That's correct. But purpose is intent. Accident is yeah. unintentional. So you That's can't correct. do it. It's, it is it's grammatically a, it's incorrect. It's a mistake. And it's another... Th- you also, I mean, I understand what you're saying. By, it's not like, oh, I'm doing it on purpose. I'm doing it on accident. No, it's, you accidentally did it. It was by accident. There is a like, there isn't. There is. <laughs> this is why no one likes. It's two against language. It's two against one. Okay. It's two. No one likes you, English. <laughs> yeah. But then they also say, um, "There's, there's like a couple of other, oh, they say I could care less instead yeah, of instead of like I couldn't care less. Yeah. I don't even know the difference. I don't. That one confuses me. Well, because when you say, I yeah. So when you say I could care less, that means you're still you're saying like you still I could care. Yeah, that means you do, that means you do have interest yeah, in the subject. You, you have, <laughs> it means you could be even less interested yeah. than you are if you could not care less. There's no oh, way yeah, you could true. be less interested. I could not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Little things like that. Like it's it's the it's the things like that that you start to notice after ten of eight. Here. Ten of eight really gets on my Yeah, that means and that means they're saying it's ten to eight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ten of eight. Yeah. yeah a quarter of eight. No, yeah, but that's like ten. Like you're saying it's eight, but then you're saying like ten minutes out of eight. Yeah, but I thought of is multiplication, isn't it? Ten of it's like to get ten of eight. Yeah. So you're take yeah. There's ten, and it doesn't make sense because you can't take ten of eight, can you? Doesn't make sense, Jack. Yeah, Jack, defend your culture. Yeah, defend your language, your Americanization, your bastardization. There's things, some things I let you get away with, like elevator and elevate and lift. They both lift, they both elevate. That's fine. Yeah. How about the word widget? Did you? 
Oh, what the fuck? this is a uh, you have to explain. Have to explain this to Chris. This is uh, you know who, do you know who Jeff Fox really is? Yeah. Okay, so he was one of the, one of those great things is uh, the the Redneck Dictionary, <laughs> and uh, one of the words there is widget digit. Have you ever heard like, someone use widget digit? Like a girl, like would you fuck her? Did you fuck her? It's something like uh, you didn't bring your hammer, widget digit. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> with you, did you? All oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's words like that. There's also like. Uh, we just we um so by words you mean that's what, yeah, that's sentences that you've just combined into, <laughs> into, a, word. into a word yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean bad accents exist everywhere like, i mean the british english they do that all the time they just leave shit out especially like i mean i've seen lucky number 11 actually yeah what do you call it is a word yeah i've heard that before that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's there's a chocolate bar named that i mean you've seen lucky number 11 Yes, and that's fucking that. That does not make any sense. I need I need to watch a movie in subtitles. What the hell has that got to do with what we were just talking about? What I'm saying is that is that your language. Number eleven got to do with this. Your your version your version of our language does not make any sense either. But what's lucky number eleven? Because you can't understand what the hell they're saying. But they're speaking American. No, no, no. In Lucky Number 11, they're speaking like... It's set in New York. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Those, the, 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 it's like... Um, who's in that movie? Colin, Norm, who's Colin in Lucky Farrell. Number 11? You're thinking of Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. I was thinking of Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. <laughs> That's nothing enough. That's nothing enough. You keep just throwing up these meatballs and they're just knocking Lucky Number 11. When I heard him didn't say that. I was like, yeah, I didn't understand it because it was a confusing movie, but it's got nothing to do with what we're talking about. Wait, lucky number. The s- movies, those movies. I don't know. There's a genre of movie they are. Is it? Yeah, uh, British gangster flicks. There's a yes. new, there's a one. You cu- cannot understand what the fuck they're saying. Yeah, well, we the can. Guy Ritchie movies. Mm. That guy Ritchie movies. Yeah, so, guy, yeah. There's, guy Ritchie movies are almost a genre in of themselves, yeah, aren't they? They're great. There's um, London's Tarantino. Yeah, but yeah, he's London Tarantino. Yeah, he's Sherlock Holmes movie was great. Both of them were. I liked. I, I enjoyed those. Yeah, I liked both of those. There's a, a new movie coming out soon about the Cray twins. Yeah, legend. Yeah. Tom Hardy playing the both. The trailer looks great. Do you know who the Cray... Oh, no, I've seen the trailer, though. They're, um... You know, you'll be like, yeah, they were on, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mary-Kate and Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> the Cray twins, yeah. It was Tyr and Tamara from Sister Sister. <laughs> Sister Sister. Oh, he knows that one. There we go. We got him. He remembered it. Girl. Did y'all watch Sister Sister in the UK? Yeah, Sister Sister. It was on, it, but on, in the UK it was on, it was Nickelodeon, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. Was it a Nickelodeon show here? Do they dub anything with like British accents? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go, yeah. go, 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 Roger. Square Pants is called Sponge Robert Square Trousers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go, go, home, Roger. Fuck off, mate. Yeah. That guy was a clown. Yeah. Uh, didn't no, he? We, be- we used to watch your shows. I mean, Saved by the Bell grew up on Baywatch. Um, Baywatch was very popular Sweet in the UK. Sweet Valley High was yeah. on. Um, even today they still if you're in like a certain type of nightclub in the UK and they play the Baywatch theme tune yeah it's generally university nightclub yeah. in Nottingham it's usually places <laughs> it's usually Australian themed bars like yeah. walk, I don't know if you ever went to a walkabout well not only do they play that but there's, they've also started playing the CSI New York music as well oh wait is that one of isn't that a Who yeah that's a Who song isn't it yeah <laughs> wow I love that that's a floor filler now. great one just because of CSI yeah well, while we're on the subject of um, like music and stuff, yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna try. And we're gonna uh, keep Jack informed. It would be funny now if 
not knowing at all what we're talking about, he suddenly starts coming up with pinpoint references. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, geez. So uh, Chris, Chris Milner as well, and myself are... Art were, would always be... DMB DJs. Yeah. We used to have like little mix-ups back in the day. Uh, not together, because we didn't meet until, <laughs> until we, we were in America. But um, I don't understand what's going okay, on right now. Right, so... There's a scene in England, a music scene called drum and bass. Right. Right. It's uh, it formed out of hardcore, I guess. Yeah. Like and just the and general rave scene. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's um, very hard, fast tempo, BPM. My dad just calls it weird sounds. Uh, okay. He calls it weird, weird sounds. He wants interruptive mixing to just tell me that <laughs> this, um, this sounds weird this is just weird sounds these are weird weird sounds um, but yeah it was a huge thing ecstasy weed going out of the weekends fabric nightclub and it was this whole culture and you could either DJ or MC generally everyone did one or the other mm-hmm. yeah they did yeah um, I guess it's like beatboxing like everyone wants to be a freestyle rapper in America when they're in high school yeah you know there's always a beatboxer and then there's the guys that can freestyle same with with that scene but it was with mixing drum and bass or rapping over yeah and then you get people with mc people who always think they were really good at emceeing but not always particularly good some people would be great emceeing was like what I want to, want to come to. I could have given it, I could have given it energy. And yeah, it and was very strange. Trying to explain it makes us seem crazy. Yeah, we sound like nutcases. But we you got, you know what dubstep is, right? Dubstep yes. was kind of a progression Speed of up dubstep. Yeah, that's what drum and bass. But but better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, and it's more it's pure. It's like a purer form. And the of reason I got into comedy was because I couldn't DJ here. I used to DJ. Uh, that was my outlet. And then couldn't do it, so I was like, I'll do stand up. He didn't want to MC then. Yeah, no, no. Well, he tra- was an MC, and he ended up being quite a good MC, and is now a pretty well-known MC. Um, he MCs with Hybrid Minds now. Um, that's just a collective that are doing quite well. And um, yeah, I was so bad at MCing that I was like, "Fuck it, I want to be a DJ." We used to have like at school, we would have whenever there would be some sort of like. Uh, event like a talent show or even like like a, just a school disco or what you guys call like a dance right prom or yeah prom someone would always a student one student would always like take over the music and then another student would take a microphone and for about as long as the teachers would allow them they would just start emceeing and just yeah it normally wasn't very long yeah, no, once the teachers yeah. clocked it, they'd be like, whoa, stop this. Do you remember, did you ever watch the movie Ali G? Uh, no, I've Sasha seen Baron his character, Cohen. though, on HBO. Right. So that is sort of the most extended, exaggerated version uh, of okay. someone that would sure. be into that scene, right? It's weird how it never really took off, because American kids, a lot of like millennials and American kids these days, they, they really like... Well, the, well this, they call it EDM. The rest of the world just calls it music. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, dance music for Europe is the standard form of music. Oh, yeah. And, and it's you just guys have, like, rock and roll and... Yeah, y'all had that music for a long time, they, though, haven't they, you? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like, in the same US is renowned for having rock and roll and US hip-hop are two things that have come out of this country. And, right. like, 
been regarded around the world as something that people enjoy in the UK there's dubstep <laughs> and drum and bass yeah and that's not and dub, sp- sp- dubstep is specifically from South London where Chris and I are from so whenever people I didn't know that came out, garage, dubstep. came out of garage yeah so exactly two step garage and uh, garage music not not garage garage yeah, music? not to be confused garage. with garage rock music but yeah. when people when, so when people go oh you're British do you like dubstep I'm like yeah not only that I'm from South London the birthplace yeah the London dungeon mm-hmm. but like while we're on the subject of the US music scenes and, and the UK music scene we're not trying to belittle like American music culture in any way no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 it's a behemoth yeah this is this is a very cliquey niche yeah it was but genre. but it was also really fr- it had I guess it's like Go-Go was in DC mm-hmm. right? you know the Go-Go scene in DC do you know about Go-Go Jack because you're not actually because fr- you're not oh, from right, DC yeah. 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 no what is it? Go Go Dancers? No, no. It was just, it was a, I want to lie like and make Chuck, something up so we can like have Chuck, more fun with Chris there. But. Chuck Berry, um, back, uh, you know, when DC was, you know, really heavily influenced by sort of African American culture, there was this like scene of music that sort of sprung up and was very localized. It was called Go Go Music because um, it sort of never stopped. That was why it's called Go Go. But um, it's sort of the same. Like it just came out, but instead of. But go, if go-go music had been accepted around the country, that's what happened with drum and bass. Like you can go anywhere, and it's always drum and bass in England. I learned about go-go music from Dave Grohl's HBO documentary. He made like a he made a HBO series. HBO. It, HBO. What did I say? You say H. Wait. What? Wait. What? What? What am I supposed to say? I don't know anymore. H. H did I say H? Yeah. Uh, HBO. He made an <laughs> he made an HBO show. I've been here four years and I'm still saying H. I know. Get yeah. with the program. <laughs> it's, I'm glad that because I've been here for three and a bit years and my accent hasn't really wavered apart from just right. then when you called me out. Yeah. Sort of oh, well, my sister calls me out all the time. Yeah, that's what I, I, I think. I think I haven't changed at all. But then when I go home, people will be like, "Oh, you sound so remember American." What we used to call soda. I can't remember what what I'd asked F- for. Fizzy drink, yeah, fizzy drink, fizzy drink, yeah, fizzy drinks. Fizzy drinks. We call it Coke. <laughs> yeah, but well, I everything mean, is Coke. You'd say a Coke, but like you wouldn't say, "I'll oh, get me a soft drink." No, because a soft drink is just any drink that doesn't have booze, booze in it, right? Yeah, you see, you could get a, mil- a soft drink could be a milkshake. I can't remember what we used to say. Soda's a good word. Mm. Soda is a good word, but then he's from the south, Coke. where they where yeah. they say pop. No, we call it Coke. So they, it's call, like, they call everything Coke. Everything's Coke. So it's like you, you, the waiter comes to the table and is like, well, would you like, can I have a Coke? Oh, what kind of Coke do you want? Oh, I'll have a Sprite. That's how it works. The what Coke if, lobby, so strong. What happens if you want to buy Speed? <laughs> or? <laughs> it's for the most of you on the podcast. Chris is just I mean, sighing with his eyes closed. Like, <laughs> does no one else find that weird? Yeah, everything's South. weird man do you know what it is I everything's weird in a way it's like how we in England we call do you know what we call vacuum cleaners in England suckies <laughs> <laughs> we should yeah. hoovers Darling, which get is the sucky out <laughs> <laughs> carpet needs a clean we call them where we call them hoovers because yeah. that's the there's a the president <laughs> yeah <laughs> he actually invented the vacuum cleaner yeah. a lot of people don't know that he's credited for the dam but you know but in the same way you guys call plasters band-aids, band-aid is just a, a particular bla- brand of Pla- plaster. Plasters! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like the Joker. <laughs> yeah, he looks like him as well. <laughs> That's what you like do to a ceiling. 
well, like plaster. Yeah, you don't yeah. plaster your arm. Yeah, go over here and plaster my but arm. Ban- the band aid is just break the... your arm. Where do you put it in? I cast. A, a what cast? I don't know. I cast. A plaster cast. I don't know. Mm. It's plaster. I think plaster of Paris. Plaster. Can... Why do they call it plaster of Paris? I don't know. Is it from Paris? We need a French person to tell us the answer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shall I just quickly see if I can Google it? Hold on. No, yeah. Listen so, to a man Googling things. Oh, look, it comes up. First thing. I just put in plaster. It came up plaster of Paris. Didn't come up our version of a Band-Aid. It's very... It's way too boring for me to read. <laughs> well, Google knows where we are. Google should know that it's two British people with one American. Out, on your podcast, you are Googling plaster of Paris. Mm-hmm. That is the level. You won't get this anywhere else. It's an exclusive... Name it's supposed to be edited out. No one's on the edge of their seats going, I wonder what it is. Name I've me one. Wondered. I can't I can't even begin to explain it. It's way too complicated. It's, okay. ha- it's so, it's so it, off track. We're it, telling Jack that things are weird in both countries. Yeah. We say things like gagging for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we say that too. Yeah, but in a different way. Yeah, I when guess you, that's true. Yeah. I think when you say gagging for it, the person you're referring to usually isn't actually getting like, tied up. <laughs> <laughs> That's getting edited. <laughs> yeah. That one will get edited out. But uh, what does what does that mean in in you, British speak? You really want something? You can't wait. Yeah, oh, you can't wait. Mm-hmm. You probably learned that from Lucky Number Slip. Well, the, the thing that one of the things that I've noticed about the thing that I think that the British sense of humor is getting something that's so dirty and taking it and making it normal. Oh yeah. And it just becomes very colloquial, and it's kind of like you're referring to the c word. <laughs> well, look, kind of, but the, that example that he just gave too, and it just that seems like a very common thing. That's something that very much appeals to me about gash. About that's a good word. Gash, yeah, which means a lot of things will mean they will be like an actual thing, and then we'll use it to describe something. So, gash is you know a, a part of a late the female anatomy but then if you dislike something you would refer to it as gash which is strange wait what is gash gash is funny Pussy. oh gash is yeah because funny is bum yeah yeah <laughs> see it's so it's so many layers so many layers so many layers, so many layers. It's much what do you call taint oh uh, uh, grundle grundle yeah <laughs> grundle, that's <laughs> or is then they call that um what about gooch is that, <laughs> yeah, that's gooch. something else yeah or gooch. gooch 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 oh is it gooch yeah, yeah gooch yeah, Gooch, okay. Gooch and Cooch. You're just going to start pointing at things. What would you call that? <laughs> that's, a, that's a chair. Yeah. <laughs> what would you call that? That's the wall. <laughs> but yeah, um, what were we talking about? We really went off track there. Tangent, drum and bass, music, American Talking about music. why... Let's play him an example of drum and bass. Yeah, so shall I do it? Clips geared up. I didn't, but um, it's, it won't take me long. Well, you could pretend that we're playing him and then edit it in. And then he can be like, oh, yeah, now I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. get the reference and he would get it as much as he's got every other reference. <laughs> Jack, Jack hears dubstep for the first time. I'm uh, drum and bass for the first time. <laughs> I love this tune, Wendy's Remix. This oh, is wow. sick, Andy mate. Andy C Remix of Wendy's. Wait for the sick beat. You can't have this. I could actually skip it, but I don't skip want to. It. It's coming up. Here we go. Right, Jack, talk us through uh, what you're hearing and what you think about what you're hearing. Okay, so far, I think um, I should be in a basilica. 
this isn't very typical. <laughs> sort of monastic choir. Yeah, haunting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to skip that one. There's no beat drums or bass in that yet. But, oh, yeah, raw. Okay. Here we go. So that's got an MC on it as well. This is a song by Ebony Dubs called Raw, Shy FX Remix. And this used to go off if this played. And it's MC Shabba. Skibber? Oh, it's Shabba, yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes or no? By the power of Raw. Oh! I don't know what happened. Uh, Milner's raving out. Jack doesn't look too... Uh, so many memories so many ecstasy flooded memories of my youth just coming in so many MDMA flashbacks right now (laughs) oh debt coming on debt (laughs) kind of sounds like rap well that is that is what the MC is doing what do you think of the actual like the music yeah it's rap but really quick rap yeah Let's give it a rest there, for, shall we? What do you think of that, Jack? Before we lose every single listener. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll trim it down a little bit. Um, Be honest. It's better than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you skanking out I was that expecting your some, like, car. noisy Skrillex sort of shit, and it was, you know, I could is, see myself listening to that. The problem is, you can't really get any hint of any bass because it's on a laptop yeah um, imagine this with a the nice thing that fat people sub. make the mistake is they listen to it all they end up hearing is the meter which is in essence all only there in order to allow DJs to mix and what you should be listening to are like the mid levels high levels and drum sequences and the bass rather than just the drum and bass is the jazz of dance music you've got to listen to the notes they're not playing yeah, it's negative space. So what did you think of that? It was interesting. Let's, yeah, play, let's play another example. It's no Leonard Skinner, but... Let's put on uh, put on some jungle. Put on some. Put on the quest. Okay. I'm gonna so edit me it. and Norm, we're going to go to... Uh, like You've heard of U Street Music Hall, right? Yes, yes, right. I've been there. So you, you're right. Okay, don't need your life story. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> oh, sorry, that was me. Uh, Andy C was there, right? He uh, was a DJ... Like one of the godfathers of drum and bass and he used to come up he like invented the genre basically and released these songs that are still to this day could get played and everyone would go crazy for and he like made them when he was like 15 before like the the, the scene had even he's the, the godfather of drum and bass yeah, he's like the yeah. originator he's like call him the executioner yeah keep talking Chris and um, the quest <laughs> is one of his favourite songs um it's the A side, the B side was Night Flight, which was also a good song, and then there was another one called The Valley of Shadows, and another one called Truly One, and those were the four ones that he came up with, and you could still play today, and they're amazing still. But like, the thing is with drum and bass, right, because those those raves were not safe places to be, right? <laughs> at all. Like, there were stabbings, there were drug dealers, there were, like, it was it was always... You were always flirting with death going out there because... Depending it, on what part of town could, you were in. No, not not really. <laughs> Anywhere. There was always someone shady there. Like, it doesn't matter where you were. There was mm-hmm. always someone shotting pills, overdosing on drugs, being a rude boy by the fucking toilet, something like that. <laughs> and the amount of times I've seen, you know, you've seen paramedics had to come into these raves and get someone out and... 
like fights kick off like because it turns into a mosh pit if the music is exactly that crazy it, into, it would yeah, get that yeah uh, uh, many the problem is it attracts a very specific type of crowd speci- yeah. yeah it's a very actually not even specific diverse because you'd get a lot of diverse, like yeah you would get like a lot of um like rock kids would come along just to know, mosh eight mile right you know that yeah. sort of scene in the club in eight mile that's what it's like okay. right but like if there were also white people there yeah like you two i can like see the crowd too, now yeah, yeah. But we were in the corner gurning our faces off. Yeah. <laughs> or behind the decks gurning our faces yeah, off. Yeah, or standing yeah. looking over the DJ trying to see what he's playing next, like little nerds. But did you hear about that? Um, so I'm from Croydon. I'm, I'm from Croydon. Where no, sh- the reason that you have a microphone stand. Yeah, but I can't bend down like that, bro. I'm 6'6". Six, six. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but anyway. I put mine back in my stand. When did that happen? I don't know. I'm just going to be... This will be fun. I'll it out. So yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm from, Cro- I'm, from Cro- I'm from Croydon where many a venue was barred from playing certain types of music because it attracted a certain type of crowd. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm in where I... My, my, my local club was Bon Bonnie's, which you may have heard of. Mm-hmm. Bon Bonnie's in Hernhill. So he had this place called like... What was it? The- we had Black Sheep Bar. What was the Orchid? Uh, Blue Orchid. Blue Orchid. Yeah. Yeah, or the blue school kids. Where there would be a stabbing every weekend, mm-hmm. every weekend, did, every Friday or every Saturday. Did you hear about this? Was like it was all because of drum and bass or garage music? Yeah, or jungle. Did you hear so about? Imagine how much fun that would be. You go out, you're on a drug that makes you feel like you want to be friends with everyone, but beware, because in the club there are people that might murder you. They're like really. <laughs> You know, it shakes <laughs> it up a little bit, you know. And you have no control over what you're saying. You've got your hand around some drug thing. You mean you connected, mate? <laughs> can I, I'm going can to I, stab you, brother. Can I call you dad? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> On the night bus home. Yeah. I love you. Bad. I love you, mate. I really do. But yeah, did you hear about that um, squat rave at East Croydon? Did you ever go? You, did you ever I go? went to a squat rave in Seven Sisters once, and I uh, that was the first time I ever saw a dead body. <laughs> Jesus well, Christ <laughs> yeah, Well we were coming back on the bus And um, uh, oh, We were wasted It was like 6 in the morning And um, the bus driver pulls over And uh, everyone had to get off the bus And uh, on, let's just, This is going to drop in a second You can't talk over a drop Switch is that a drop? It'd be better if I had a subwoofer in it. <laughs> I'm going to do the bass. What I'll do is when I edit this, I'll just turn the bass way up on this bit. And people can just go crazy. And it's not repetitive at all. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds that way. Yeah, so everyone piled off the bus, and me and my mate were just wasted. And um, the bus driver got us off. We're like, what are we doing? He's like, no, we need to get off the bus. And we look in, and there's some guy that's just, like, face down in between the seats, <laughs> like, just, like, vomit coming out of his mouth. And it's evident this guy is dead and has overdosed or something, and everyone's had to clear off because they're waiting for paramedics to come. This is, like, six in the morning. We're wasted. So me and my mate see him, we're like... Someone left on the bus, mate. You forgot someone. <laughs> so we get back on. And we're like shaking. Going, like, come on, mate. We've got to get off. Everyone's getting off the bus. We've got to get off. We've been checking everyone. And then like the bus driver comes on and just puts his hand on my shoulder and goes, leave him, mate. Like, no, he's... Uh... Really horrible way to end the night, handling a corpse. But you got a good story out of it. Yeah. Good thing I remembered. Loads <laughs> of random things happen. Like I was telling this story on David's podcast... Um, his Sadness Town podcast um, 
that I was because I used to DJ this this music in Spain in Valencia and um, was doing like good shows because where the oranges are from. Yes, very good. First correct <laughs> reference. What, what's the time in on that? Ooh, uh, <laughs> about 56 minutes into the, into the recording. Um, well done. Um, We're proud yes, of you. Valencia Orange Juice. Um, and uh, I was in a rave, right? And, uh, and I just found a, a blind man's cane. <laughs> just a collapsible cane on the floor. That poor dude. Right. There's so a blind, there's a there blind a, guy gunning, running around, running some around, desperately trying gunning to find his the face exit. off. Yeah, and no, no one idea like, where he's going. No one's going to help him. This guy's tripping hard, yeah. man. This guy's just wandering around, just like uh, someone get him some water, get him some water quick. Because everyone's touching everyone's face. He's like, yeah. you touch your face. He's yeah. like, like, no, that's how I actually see. So, <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm having this. So because it was collapsible, and I was, I was honestly living in Spain because everyone was sunglasses in Spain all the time so I'd just have this blind man's cane and any time I was in a line or like needed to get through a crowd no. I'd just whip it out and extend no. it down and just be like smacking it against people's legs and then just <laughs> Red Sea Red Sea didn't have to queue for anything oh, for, the, for the listener oh my Chris Milner is no longer a man of dubious moral standards <laughs> 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 there's a time and a place for everything I, right? and, and everyone got outraged when I mentioned this at this live podcast and I honestly didn't see what all the fuss was, I was like, surely that's just that's really what we were talking creative. about earlier improvisation like, it's, yeah, it's an American thing like, it's not you, like you I can't do that I for the cane I just found it exactly if you found a wheelchair, would you not sit in the wheelchair and wheel yourself around a little bit? Well, I just extended that little bit for like four months. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> when did you? When did you give it up? Or did you eventually? I brought it back to England. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, you got I through security and everything. Like, who's going to ever call out someone with a cane and say they're not blind? Was your no mum? Your mum was probably a bit worried. Chris came back from Spain oh, yeah, with no know. eyesight. <laughs> How many drugs were you taking over there, son? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. But um, yeah, that I was mean, I've driven my grandmother's car, and she's a handicap sticker. Is that the same thing? No. And there, you go, and there you go again, back into the room. And, and parking at a handicapped parking spot? All Americans, now all Americans do that. They all have I handicapped stickers. I guess, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, boom. There are, there are way I'm more. I'm agreeing with you, okay? God damn it, you're so pugnacious. <laughs> there are way so more. So quickly, I'm trying to help you out. You're like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> there are way more handicapped stickers in America than there are in England, like per capita. Qualifies as handicapped here. Yeah, well, I don't want to offend anyone by saying they're not handicapped. So just for fact, well, I go more than handicapped. A third of Americans are fat. So yeah, there you go. There you go. You just have to be a little bit overweight to qualify as disabled. Do you know what I found out the other day? You know that rumor about British people having worse teeth. Apparently, by the age of twelve, Americans have fifty percent less teeth due to the amount of like sodas and stuff they drink. I believe kids, that kids have worse teeth than they do. Jackson, from Alabama, where it's, it's probably like ninety percent. They have like three teeth that they share. It's totally true. <laughs> they Hand share them around yeah. the kids. <laughs> this is all of my family's teeth. <laughs> Currently in my mouth. Yeah, and they, they in gave the me all of their teeth, this and they sent me out of the world. This is on Doris's. Yeah. Well, anyway, what we were talking got about? Good teeth, then. Yeah, they're nice, not bad. Nice little gnashes. Like uh, I think braces, Jack, like yeah. a bunch of braces. Jack's from like the uh, higher economic. Threshold of Alabama. Yeah, but it, it, it's relative. every American kid has to have braces. It's like yeah. it's like everyone the biggest has scam in the world. Mm-hmm. It's like therapy, prescription drugs, and college. Mm-hmm. Everyone buys into it. It's just a waste of money. Yeah, because yeah. therapy is a thing in England. 
Yeah, but we don't like looking at that nappy shit. That's true. So we've culturally made it an, a, a thing. I know, but in making yourselves more beautiful on the inside, you're degrading your, in, your, your, your souls. Are we? Hence the therapy and the prescription drugs. Sorry, but f- sorry, we invented the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. Well, that's debatable, isn't it? And, and like, I mean, debatable. like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's you know what I'm saying? That's, that's debatable. I think. Wasn't the guy Al Gore from America? Hold on, Tim. Bur- wait, Tim Bernard's Lee, I believe, the name yeah. was the name of the gentleman who. In, the, there are like different. It was. It's like you know. If the the Swiss would say they invented it, yeah, it, yeah. Someone would say they invented it at Ivy League school. It's people inventing the same stuff at the same time, just not te- nobody's telling anyone about it. Did you know that the Chinese, right? Because is it about chi- about glass? Yeah, yeah. Go on, great, tell great, the story. Tell the story. It's awesome. Fact. I just ruined it, but sorry. But carry did, on. You did ruin it. <laughs> Go on. Um, but so the Chinese were so good at making china and porcelain that they didn't believe in making glass. So like that's why no Chinese houses had windows or anything. But because of that, they actually lagged behind technological advancement because they couldn't make like lenses. So they never made like microscopes or eyeglasses or anything that is actually really useful for glasses, like glass. Because they were just like, no, no, it's cool. We we got China. And uh, I feel like I learned that on an episode of QI, which is what, uh, which brings us back to panel shows. To the shows that I like. You yeah. Like, what shows do you like? QI was on my list. And specific ignorance is very. very it's a specific. lot like QI, but even in fact, I wanted to steal the general ignorance thing, but then I was like, oh, specific ignorance makes it. Mm-hmm. This makes more sense. Definitely, and um, just general knowledge. Just Ste- speaking of which, Stephen Fry announced earlier this week that he's he's, he's yeah. leaving Retiring. QI. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. He's great. He's one of my favorite people around yeah. around the US. Did you ever watch his? Oh yeah, we went in the black cab. Yeah, cab. yeah, that was very interesting. That was great. He drove you, around all the states. He went to an Alabama game when he was in Alabama, like a, a college game, and that was like the example of American football and the whole thing. Was like, Didn't yeah. tell anyone he was gay though. No. I don't know, did he? <laughs> I, I assume he not. I don't think he yeah. did, the, did the bore out. Yeah. <laughs> was, oh, that was Bru- Bruno. Was it Bruno? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Bru- bore out. No, no, Bruno, Bruno went to the uh, uh, Alabama... Was it Alabama like Auburn game? Uh, like a redneck wrestling Oh, cage match. yeah. yeah oh, yeah, that was like Bruno. doing a gay thing. That was mad. Bore out yeah. brought his uh, like bag of shit to the, to like the, the, the dinner table. That's true. In Alabama. That was great. He is a retard. <laughs> <laughs> There's that it one. It's good that you let the retard sit at the table. No, I'm retard. There's one where he's like trying to buy, he's like getting shown around a house by like a real, a real estate agent. He's like, oh, I need a room with iron bars for my retard brother Bilo. <laughs> yeah, he have yeah. he have big body but small head. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's move on to like this game. Did you see the game, Chris? Yeah, was it Dictator Kanye or Clarkson? Kanye, Clarkson, or movie villain? Oh right. Okay. So let's keep it close. Yeah, let's keep it simple for now. I like this game. Yeah. Did you come up with the game? I came up with the earlier version of the game. Yeah. What was the earlier version? Is it British or is it gay? <laughs> <laughs> I love that game. Yeah. <laughs> that was the earlier version of the game. All right, so who said this? Uh, Clarkson, movie villain, or Kanye West? Do you know the answers? Uh, he no. doesn't. I'm just doing no, it. I'm, I'm playing just... against each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, you guys, you guys uh, have to guess. Right. Let's play against each other. Short people, when you finish using a car, put the fucking seat back so humans can use it afterwards. 
Clearly Clarkson. Yeah, I'd say Ben Clarkson. That was an easy one. That was definitely an easy Talking one. About yeah, it's almost like you just quoted a Kanye song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Who said this? George Bush doesn't care about black people. Kanye. It's good. You guys are doing good so far. What movie villain would say George Who Bush? Who said this? Care? Nothing in life is promised except death. Clearly not Kanye or Clarkson. <laughs> you'd, you'd think you'd make these slightly no, no, more no. ambiguous. I swear to God, this is if you put in Kanye West quotes on Google, that comes up. Oh, that's that's in the top three. God knows where he said that. What is? What did he say? What was that? Now looking, I'm trying to listen again, thinking about Kanye saying it. What was the quote? It just said, nothing in life is promised except death. That's all it says. There's no context provided or well, anything. Taxes as well, I guess. I mean, he's basically just making a play on the death and taxes thing. Probably. Paying taxes. He's trying to be... Um, Fucking Jimmy Carr. Yeah, I know, right? Tax dodging bastard. Bless him. Wait, although we don't live in England, but so yeah, we, I'm trying to do my taxes at the moment. It's fucking like in, yeah. So how do you do that? Do you, how do y'all pay taxes? Oh, it's great. I've got to do it twice. Yeah. <laughs> do you have to do pay it. American taxes and English taxes? Yeah. It's bollocks. How much? How much in, do you in pay the, in taxes? In the UK, we we don't. You don't have to do your own taxes unless you're self-employed. The government like deducts your tax, the tax tax for you. But sends you money, but or asks you for money. Do you work for a British? You work for like a British company? I work for an international. company. Yeah, like that's why you're here, right? So you have to do two types of taxes, UK and US. Yeah, I have to do my US taxes, which I get taken out and then generally we'll get a rebate on. Um, but then I've got to do my UK taxes um, because I've got property in the UK and rent it. So I've got to pay tax on that. So you still... Against my US taxes. Yeah. So you, do you rent, you, rent the, you rent your property out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Obviously, you're not still pay, you're not renting <laughs> it. <laughs> Commuting there. And paying it for an empty annoying. flat. <laughs> Wait, let's carry on with the game. So are either one of you citizens? No. Are you both resident aliens? Yes. So how do you feel about Donald Trump? Absolute clown. Yeah. Oh, really? You don't like him? No. no of course I mean, we don't. Why would we? I don't know. Here's what I don't get about anti-immigration. Why does anyone sentiment in in this country? None, none. Unless you're Native American, you you can all fuck off. Yeah, you're all you're all Yeah. Um, have you heard about this thing that's going around at the moment? It's very British, called uh, complaining about Schrodinger's immigrant. E- wait, go on. So Schro- Schrodinger's immigrant is uh, scrounging around all day on benefits, but at the same time stealing our jobs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you're complaining that they're fucking scrounging benefits, and at the same time they're stealing your jobs. Can't have it both ways. Man. Who said this? The only person who looked good in a four-seated convertible was Adolf Hitler. I mean, obviously that was Clarkson. Was it? I mean, the other one was a bit of a trick one. Mm. Yeah, but he I can totally see him saying that on Top Gear. Can you imagine and that, that getting in that trouble? Be, that was a movie villain. I mean, do you want to know the answer? It no, was of, course we don't. <laughs> of course we don't want to know the well, answer. Do you want to guess again? Well, it was Clarkson. It's Kanye, so he's gone Clarkson, I've gone movie villain. It was Clarkson. Of course it was Clarkson. <laughs> I, was, I was rolling the dice. I thought it might be a little bit trickier. Yeah, it is, it's hard, isn't it? It's not really. On this one, there's a... <laughs> On this one, there's a picture of Jimmy Carr and and Jeremy Clarkson. So I'm not going to read the quote because you'll know who it is. <laughs> All right, who said? Have you done any like background? No, 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 no. Googling? That's not. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 I did. That's, that's not. That's that's not uh, what the fun is. Yeah. Who said this? Hold on. Who said this one? I don't actually believe that this. I don't. Some of these I don't believe. 
If you're good at something, never do it for free. The Joker. Yeah, how did you how did you know that so quickly? Because you, you did a Joker quote on our last podcast. That was a good one, though. Yeah, you did get that pretty that quickly, really though. Impressive. Yeah, yeah, I'm impressed. Um, I love that. You shouldn't be. <laughs> I, I was impressed. You should remember that you did. The no, no, last but I didn't. One. I didn't do the same one. I did a different. He did, he did the same one. He just, but he did. He did. It, what was the last podcast? What was the What was the game? Movie villain. Cat David Cameron, Donald Trump, or, or movie villain? Or movie villain? Yeah. yeah. Would you rather play that one? And so you just typed in movie villain and just came up with all the quotes, and it seems like you found a Joker page. <laughs> Yeah, but who said? <laughs> but who said this quote? Clarkson, movie villain, or Kanye? Harvey Dent. <laughs> it was actually going to be a Bane quote. So you go. <laughs> Wait, who said this one? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. The Riddler. Well done, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> who said this one? I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Oh. Obviously, fucking Don Corleone. <laughs> no, it was Kanye West. He was talking about. Um, it was probably Trump. Taylor as well. Swift. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, everyone has said that. It was. Yeah. yeah. As well. I've said that. Me too. Just then. Yeah. There you go. Anything else we um, need to cover? I don't know. We need to. Cover. We've had you for an hour and ten minutes. Have you ever watched um, uh, James Bond movie? I've Do never heard of James Bond. Either, so. Really? Yeah. I did tell Norm about James Bond. He didn't know. James Bond? What on earth is that? This is some sort of American Jason Bourne thing. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to steal Jason Bourne <laughs> and repackage it as this James Bond character. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. It's completely the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Except without the slaying of the biddies. Do you know what's weird, though? Yeah, I know. It's a bit weird. No biddies. Jason Bourne copied Bond, and then Same Bond initials. started copy... Bourne. Yeah. yeah. Bond started to copy Bourne. Yeah, I know. We just steal what other people do and do a little bit better and then say it's our own Who's, and then give it back to you. Who, who said, I wish I'd never been born? <laughs> Matt Damon when discussing his career. <laughs> no! <laughs> Sorry, I can't take credit for that. That was a great tweet. That That's I funny. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite Bond movie? Um, weirdly, Thunderball. Oh, I like that. Wait, you like that that's his favorite Bond movie? I like movie, Thunderball. You like, okay. And I, li- I understand the controversy behind it, and so... Well, it's, well, not, never, it's not exactly Never Say Never The controversy behind Thunderball, there isn't necessarily... The controversy is behind Never Say Never. But, is there, which is a remake of Thunderball, well, right? Well, yeah, Never Say but, Never is but bullshit. But no, so Thunderball is when he came back, is because sh- they got rid of Sean Connery and then brought him back. No, Never Say Never is when he brought him back. No, no, because it was... Sean Connery, then Lazenby, then they brought Sean Connery back again, and then they did loads of other. Then they did Roger Moore, and then they brought him back again. Well, yeah, that was the one when Octopussy and Never Say Never Again were out at the same same time. time, Yeah, but yeah, but the original rift with Peter, whatever his name is, Um, Dickhead, that ended up doing Never Say Never Again, because he claims he wrote the script of Thunderball or had a hand in it. It's crazy that he got that done and managed to get Sean Connery to say. And then at one point there was a and two... And just got him to do the worst Asian. It's like, yeah, we're just going to paint you slightly yellow and <laughs> say you're Japanese. And <laughs> everyone in Japan is going to believe you're Japanese. <laughs> Did that movie do good in Japan, do you think? I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. But Thunderball's your favourite Bond movie. Yeah, I think it was the first one that I remember watching and just being like, 
Sharks in a pool. Sharks, dude. Throwing him to sharks. That is my nightmare. And then there was like, yeah, it was just the shark. I just like the underwater elements of it. Are you looking forward it, to um, Spectre? Absolutely. Yeah, the trailer looks pretty dope. Thunderbolt, like, they had a lot of really cool shit. They invented the underwater harpoon gun. For oh, that, did they? That off, movie. The, off the back of the movie? And the little scooter around underwater thing that pulled people that had the harpoon shooter, that was invented for that movie. Um, did you hear the story about um, the guy buying the um, buying the storage unit in Miami? Uh, uh, so this random guy paid, like, you know, in Storage Wars, they pay, like, you know, whatever, $10 to get in the MD unit, right? Goes to the unit and um, opens it up, and it's the fucking submarine Lotus Esprit original from the fucking movie in there worth how much was it worth like oh, one and a half million dollars yeah. and it works and it works got restored and the guy was just like oh no no he didn't even realize what he had he was like this car has no wheels <laughs> <laughs> showed it to his friend and he was like uh that's like the greatest discovery in the history of bond memorabilia i did not know anything about that that's that, that, that do you know what about the other bond car there is, there's four, so there's four. I love the fact you now know what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's about something I wouldn't have expected you to know what you're talking about. And you know more than us. Okay. Yeah, he's a, so a big fan. There are four of the originally Aston Martins. Okay. Okay, that they made. And uh, I think what, one of the, the DB5s. Yeah, yeah. It's not the yellow one that's in the parked in the parking oh lot God, in this building. No, yeah. you've seen that. <laughs> yellow vanquished. Uh, it's disgusting. One of them got like blown up and got fucked up. One of them you saw in uh, the new in Skyfall. Yes. Um, one of them I think this is done in a museum. But one of them got stolen. Oh really? One of them got stolen like in like mid nineties, mid early nineties, and it has not turned up, and no one knows where it is. It was in a hangar. I think, and like one day, someone's like broke in and uh, put Fucking it. King Jason Bourne. Yeah, so <laughs> someone someone broke in, stole it, put it in the back of a truck, and drove drove away with it, and they have no idea where it is. Has not turned up. No one has any idea. Whenever stuff like that happens, I'm always curious. Like, what do they? Because they can't. Surely they can't. It's sell. Probably in in this yeah, basement there are, somewhere. Yeah, there are billionaires that buy like mm. steel Monets and Rembrandts and just stick them up in a study. They just yeah. like no they just like having them. Yeah, they just sit there and jizz off. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just cool. There's a there's a car floating out there, a James Bond car. Who knows where it is? Fuck. I uh, yeah, I'm a big Bond fan. Well, do you know what the reason why we originally started this podcast was to talk about Bond movies? Really? Yeah, and then we kind of looked online and found obviously there was loads of other Bond podcasts, so we just decided to make it a bit about Bond. I'll tell you what we should show. What we should show him. We should show him the scene from Alan. Uh, yes, I was. <laughs> Stop getting Bond wrong. Yeah. <laughs> from what? Might, we Alan might have to show Partridge. you the whole episode. Yeah, yeah. We'll watch that whole episode. It's, it's so funny. Alan Partridge, Steve Coogan. We were talking about him earlier. Is like his character's really into Bond in like a really nerdy way, and like knows everything about it. And over a bank holiday weekend, he plans to watch the entire series and the episodes about his plans to watch all the Bonds and how it, it goes horribly wrong. But it's he's the best Bond nerd ever. You know, and, and you'd love it. it that would, would get him it. into the show, I think. Yeah, that's a good first episode to watch. Yeah. And then because there's with Alan Partridge, he's got such a broad like. Uh, Everyone, put put your fingers like this over your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Blood trickles down. I'm on a submarine in the ocean. There's a Russian guy. He's talking to another. You can tell he's got eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. You got to watch it. It's going to be so funny. 
I believe doesn't like Lynn spill Sunny Delight on his VHSs. Videos. Why yeah. are you ruining the? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does it better. No, yeah. goes, bit of nipple. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing that I do now. Is, Nobody does. Is uh, early Bond movies like would let nipples in? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, like and if you have and the Blu-ray, pot- pot- you can like get go frame pot- by frame and catch those nipples. Yeah. Like finger, every other Bond. Nipples, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's sure. nipples in. Uh, there's there's like a big time nipple in uh, Doctor No. There's nipples in Thunderball. I think too. Um, there's even nipples Diamonds in... Are, Diamonds uh, are forever with a chick on the... Uh, is this the real reason you got into Bond? As, <laughs> as a young boy, you realise this was... Oh, yeah, watching on VHS. Yeah, like, it was his... It was, you know, like... I'm watching Bond again, Mum. Don't come in. <laughs> instead, of a, instead of a tribal woman in National Geographic, it was just the, <laughs> the, the, the credit sequence. Even in Tomorrow Bond Never movies. Dies, they slip a nipple in there. Um, he, like, jumps the... He jumps the motorcycle over um, the helicopter and he falls down into a... Uh, Thai whorehouse and this lady like comes up from blowing this dude and you see her boobs oh, I remember that. and yeah. then she goes back down and blowing yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the camera goes away a BMW motorbike just through. the guy seems less concerned I'd be annoyed if I was that customer a bit of professionalism please she was just like totally Wednesday you know yeah. <laughs> we've spent a lot of time on like every episode of this podcast talking about nipples that you can see in the bond bo- yeah the man bon so important <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the only reason you're going to watch. <laughs> you're looking at your watch two hours ago. I haven't seen one fucking nipple yet. Yeah. <laughs> Cultural appropriation, Jack. Well, there was it was well before the PG thirteen. It was PG or R. So to get R, you had to like it had to be R. I so you could get away with a lot. The first Bond movie I ever saw in the cinema was Goldeneye. And a great movie. Oh, it was great. I like Goldeneye. Great. That's Pierce Brosnan's first, great, yeah. first one. And, yeah. and, and I think Brosnan was a good Bond, and I think he got bad scripts and bad movies, and I think it's unfair because I think he could have been a really He was good the Bond. best Bond at having a hurt Bond face. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like grimacing. Oh, man, his grimaces are so good. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the teeth and the... Oh, it's the neck. The te- yeah, yeah, the neck, too. He does like that neck. Yeah. He does, he does that. And, it, and he had the, he had the, the, the sleaziest eyebrow raise. We should periscope this so you guys can see it. That oh, good. man, we need to do just a Bond cast. Yeah. How has that not been done? You were just someone live, live talking and watching them, and then like yeah, recording and interruption. Thing. Yeah, yeah. The Bond they may be pretty awesome, but they, but the thing is with Bond films, you forget some of them are a bit of a slog, and there is a lot. Yes, of slog they are because they get they get cut down in time a lot. They used to be much longer. Mm. And then you got to watch Quantum of Solace, which is essentially uh, oh, you got to watch Casino then Quantum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a, it's an epilogue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How the fuck did, have the two of you talked about this? No, no. It's just a, it's a just consensus well now. Yeah, that Quantum of Solace is Quantum just, of Solace blows unless you watch it right after yeah, Casino yeah. Royale, an and then it kind of ep- makes sense. It's an epilogue. Yeah, it's an epilogue. You seen, did you see that bit in it where um, they they're going through the airport and uh, Richard Branson's got a cameo being searched. I did the, not know that. No, I did yeah. not. In Quantum of Solace? Yeah. And when they, because in the continent, they're trying to, he's trying to blow up the plane to reduce the stock value. Or is that Spyfall? Right. In, in no, Casino it's, it's, Royale, he's blowing up the plane to reduce the, the, okay, it's that's that Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Sure? No. no, Le, no. Casino Royale is with Le Chiffre ellipsis, and the reason ellipsis that is, that's quantum. Casino Royale. Quantum of Solace is quantum and it's the water supply where he tries to drain yeah, the, right. okay, yeah, yeah. So in, yeah, so in Casino Royale, yeah, Richard Branson cameo. You could do that on YouTube as well. 
Totally so when okay. they're going through Richard Brunson cameo, when the guy is going from the art exhibit to the Miami airport or to the airport to go yeah, to Miami, when he's following the dude. Yeah, who types in ellipsis yeah. into the pad. Oh, okay. I, to, yeah, but just in the yeah. background, you'll That's see Brunson getting done up by TSA's like, all over TSA. I've been like, frisky. but once you've seen a Bond movie a bunch of times and you go back through it, you just start getting holes. Like, like here's a minor, minor hole. And Tomorrow Never Dies, uh, so you know he has the really cool, like, Batman-mobile water bike thing that, like, goes underwater yeah. or whatever, yeah, 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 okay? Yeah, yeah. Well, he adjusts his tie. Yeah, he adjusts his tie. Yeah, he adjusts his tie. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so badass. <laughs> goes underwater and he, he just is, like, and a Pierce Brosnan face. you watch that, you're just like... Oh, oh, man, really I don't want to really love that, but it's yeah. like brilliant. I'm gonna. I am watching this uh, Easter egg right now. This cameo appearance from Richard Branson. There he is. Oh, uh, that the guy with the hair. Yep, there he is. Well, yeah, the he goes through a metal detector, and you can yeah. see him with his hair. And then he gets. Oh, of course. <laughs> and then let like, the person that's made this video nice. zooms in on it, and it says, "Looks familiar?" Question mark. It's Sir Richard Branson! Exclamation mark! Yeah, yeah, I can see it in the window behind you. So, um, but so in Tomorrow Never Dies, they shoot out the torpedo and then they zoom in and they shoot out the same torpedo again. <gasps> I know, and there's that that sort of shit happens all the time in uh in Tomorrow Never Dies. I say just torpedoes, bro. What? Yeah, it's fucking pricey. There in this building, there's a screening room, like yeah. a big cinema room that has Blu-ray. There. Oh, it's tight. And I've got all the Bonds on Blu-ray in there. We should just go and watch some. Oh, I can yeah. definitely up for watching a Bond. Definitely, we should maybe before um, uh, Spectre comes out, we can watch uh, Skyfall in there. What we should do now is we should end this podcast. We should watch Alan Partridge Bond. And then maybe watch Bond. Yeah, we should definitely. I'll definitely put the Adam Partridge Bond episode on for you, Jack, because okay. I've got UK Netflix. I'm like, oh, I'm not. I'm not able to disclose that information. I'm not that. I don't really? Think anyone, I don't think anyone important is listening to this. Yeah, I'll show you how when we go when we stop recording. Uh, anyway, Proxy server. Should we wrap it up? Should we start? Let's plug some stuff. Chris, tell us where we can see you perform. Tell us a more a little bit more about specific ignorance. Oh okay, right. So Twitter to specific ignorance. Um, third Thursday of every month, Beer Baron on Twitter at Spec Ignorance, also on Facebook, Specific Ignorance. Follow me on Twitter at Englishman Chris, uh, EnglishmanChris.com, um, not on Facebook. And uh, I think my next show is, I think I'm doing Bare Naked Comedy on the 29th. It's a good show. If you like tits, if you like nipples, there are loads of nipples yeah, on that one. Yeah, where is there at the pinch? Uh, no, they, I think they moved it. Um, they haven't confirmed the next venue yet, but. You're not the first guest we've had on that's performed there, Kevin Phillips. You know, did you know Kevin Phillips? Yeah, Kevin's yeah. yeah. Who Kevin, now, I've got a man crushing. Who now? Yeah, yeah. and his and his man bun. Kevin's, <laughs> Kevin's fucking man legs. I'm yeah. jealous of his legs, his calves. Uh, yeah, he he performed there a few times as well. He wrote he? the theme song to our show. He did. Yeah, he wrote the theme tune to our show. Thank you, Kevin, and also thank you to Morgan Pierce for making all the artwork for our show. You get another shout out, um, Jack. Plug some stuff. Um, come to our weekly comedy show Town Tavern Wednesdays 8 o'clock Chris has come by one or two times you got to big up Last Resort Comedy and Max Rosenblum's other rooms if you're going to do that oh no I don't care about those other rooms I just care about my room <sighs> I tried Max I tried <laughs> maybe you should consider switching up that host because he cares about is his own career well he's got one on Tuesdays and one oh, on Thursdays fuck him. you ruined that you know. ruined it you ruined um, chances and uh yeah you should come to that show and uh i don't have a com i don't have a twitter so um follow jesse thomas on twitter um at jt comedy 
Why Jesse <laughs> um, Thomas? I, you know, I have no idea. You just started doing it, and then we just do it every week now. Yeah, because Jesse Thomas is on the next specific ignorance. He well, uh, that, <laughs> that's great. Maybe bring it up. He, I, I mentioned it to him. I was like, Jesse, have you listened to the podcast? He was like, Nope. I was like, Well, you should listen to the podcast. Uh, just like, just keep getting random followers. Well, I, I mean, no, I doubt we it. Have nine <laughs> subscribers. Yeah, maybe. So, um, but. He was the first person I heard like pluck his Twitter, I think, at a comedy show. So it just stuck with me. So, oh right, oh yeah, no, no bad deal. Have you got anything else you want to plug before we go, Chris? Not really, Norm? Uh, what are you plugging? I'm just going to plug my Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Norman Q. Yeah, and that's it, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Subscribe, like us on Facebook, and all that jazz. Roll time. Uh, wait, hold on. Thanks for listening to the Brit and the Bumpkin. I'm Norm Quarrington. I'm the Brit. I'm a, I'm a Brit. Chris Milner, this is Chris Milner, he's also the Brit. And I'm Jack, and I'm the bumpkin. Keep going and just fade out. Fade out. Came in at the wrong time. <laughs> they have mastered the ultimate technology.